Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31, I almost said 13. It's me, Glenn. We got a full house tonight. We got Hudson, Landon, and Gibson. We let Landon come off a paternity leave today for this episode, so uh, we really appreciate him um, coming in. Landon, welcome back. Thank you. I think you've only been gone for about two episodes, but we appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. Okay, good. How are the kids? Good. Uh, they're almost six pounds now, so that's up like almost two pounds. So Dang, they're getting close to your bench max. I know. I know. <laughs> if they get to like a few more pounds up, I won't be able to carry them. <laughs> Is it, do you feel like your biceps are growing with a little dual curl action going on if you carry both of them? Or not yet? Mm, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> I saw that ask. Good grief. Tough crowd tonight. It is late at night. We're up way past my bedtime and Hudson's, so. Um, I don't know. I literally told you my house is haunted, so. Sounded like a demon in my bedroom. Um, anyway, Gibson, thank you for joining us tonight. Happy to be here. That's good. Uh, I think we have a little roundtable discussion. Questions courtesy of our some random anonymous listener a bunch of listeners all wrote in yeah we we were doing a silent poll that we didn't advocate for and um here we are we got some good questions tonight gonna share some stories and just see what happens so uh before t- to transition into this i think we all may have seen the video on instagram just want to get your guys's take on it this guy is hunting public land and i think georgia and he's in his tree stand and then just hears a woman screaming and like but like screaming words and then just some girl who looks like she's cracked out of her mind just comes like frolicking under his tree stand and then continues on deeper into the forest did you guys see that can we find this on youtube real quick have you seen it gibson i don't think so i'm gonna show it to you right now because did, it is wild. Did you see that, Landon? I saw that. Yeah, that. I, that that lady. If if she ran under my stand, she would get an arrow. <laughs> at, least, at least in her direction, because that is not okay to do. Is it like bobcats? Whenever there's one, there's more. Like you just you know there's more around. There's a coven out there, a coven of meth heads. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to pull it up here. Seed shooter. Shoot at her for sure. Where is it? Not I don't like a gun or anything. Like that would be too far. But like with a bow, it's fair game. Did she notice the hunter? No. Yeah, Did I may just let it walk. Yeah, that's what the the guy in the video just recorded it, and then. No, because imagine like sun goes. If you're evening hunting, sun goes down. Your truck's that way. You're like, oh yeah, oh, here it is. Gosh. Here it is. <laughs> All right. Why don't you? Uh, Will you hold it closer to your mic? (laughs) (laughs) Can you? Okay, but not, not really like as. That's definitely more like drugs. Yeah. Than just scary. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, I I think the, she's met out. The comment on it was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I feel like I would just be like, "Do you need help?" You know, like. No way! You would not crawl down from your stand and say a word to that lady. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd crawl down. She'd have to come up a tree to get me, but like, I may I may ask her what's going on. Especially, you say that was public or private. I don't. I have and no I idea. It was public. It's got to yeah, be public. It has to be. But then that's even more. I don't. Would you rather it be public? I'd rather it be private. No. It really makes sense if it was like somewhere in close to city limits. But if that's in the middle of nowhere. Oh gosh. No, but like think about like out at my land, a meth head runs past me. Like, I have. There's probably more of a possibility of me shooting her on my land than 
on public land. Yeah. Like, she's just not where she's supposed to be at all, you know? So you'd rather be five miles deep in public land and see that rather than out at the farm? I think there's more explanation than, like, somebody being on my land, like, messed out than... Like, I can, I can probably justify somebody going out and doing shrooms and then getting lost and, you know. And then frolicking. And then frolicking through the woods, screaming. Yeah, she's, like, wearing, like, sweatpants and a hoodie, too, yeah. and just... Yeah, that's strange. Strange either way. Oh, yeah, I think the caption said, like, skinwalker or something. <laughs> skinwalker. Like, Hudson's like, definitely, definitely yeah, a skinwalker. Yeah, for sure. Confirmed, 100%. <laughs> but that other video was definitely a skinwalker. That one where they're up on the ridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, that and that creepy. thing was, like, as tall as the trees. Yeah, that was scary. That gross. So, so this will transition to our first question. <laughs> our listener wrote in, and they said, uh, what's the uh, scariest moment you guys have experienced in the outdoors? Now, I'm going to preface this by saying this doesn't have to be, like, you know, a supernatural thing. Because I got one, and I think mine is whenever me and you had to go back down to get your dad's jacket that he left. And we had a dull pocket knife, and there was... Uh, <laughs> and there was hogs everywhere, but um, we've probably told most of these stories. <laughs> yeah, these well, that's why I was prefacing yeah. it by saying, like, I don't know. Um, like you're thinking, also, like scariest, as in, like you were genuinely like scared of something, or scariest, like you were about to die. What a, that's maybe up to you. either one that's up to you uh i'm sure landon's has to do with a bobcat or something <laughs> correct <laughs> what's your story landon uh, i think i've told it i know i've told it to everybody here i don't know if i've told it on the podcast but that one time i was hunting out in, in geary um and that tree stand was like in the creek kind of so on one side it was like a 20 foot drop on one side it was like a eight foot drop um and I was sitting there, and two bobcats, like a mom and a baby, walked down the creek, and it was like the cutest little thing. I was just sitting there, like, like man, nature is like truly beautiful. Like, look at that, just the circle of life right there, just admiring it. And then they walk like almost right under my stand, and I freaking like I blink, and the mom shoots up and looks at me like eye contact. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And they're like, I mean, I, I don't know how far bobcats can jump, but I've seen videos of mountain lions jumping, and they can jump yeah. like 40 feet straight or whatever. Um, so I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm about to get in a fight with this thing uh-huh. in the tree stand. And uh, I'm trying not to move, but it's, like, obvious that <clears throat> the mama knows that I'm in the tree um, and I'm not supposed to be there. So she, like, makes a little noise to the baby, like, hey, go, like, hide somewhere. And there was a tree next to my tree that my bow hung on. Or no, my bow didn't hang on it, but I, like, leaned up against it. Like, it was that close to me. Uh, and that little kitten climbs that tree right next to me. And um, so now I'm in between the mom and the baby, and the baby's, like, sitting right next to my shoulder. And I'm still just, like, trying not to move. I'm like, boy, I am in a terrible position. And the, the bobcat's, like, big. I don't know, like, what's a big bobcat, but it was big enough to do some damage to me, probably. Sure. Especially since I'm in between the two. Um, and the mama starts stalking me, and she's on the side where it's, like, not, not that uh, big of a drop. So she could probably get me, or she could climb the tree and get me for sure. But um, she starts stalking me like ears pinned back crouched down um coming at me and it's like right at the point where she could like something's about to make a move it's either like like that mama's jumping up and freaking (laughs) clawing my eyes out or going for my throat or i gotta do something so because it's like i mean 10 feet away at this point i'm like oh crap and so all I can think to do is, like, grab the only weapon I had. I think I was, like, 17, so I didn't have a gun or anything. Um, so I just stand up real quick and grab my bow, and uh, the, I hear the kitten fall out of the tree next to me because it scared the crap out of it. So it fell out of the tree, hit the ground, and then um, 
they both just ran off. So I didn't get killed or anything. But there for a second, I was like, what the heck? Here. Yeah. I I almost had one do, uh, pounce on me whenever I was turkey hunting one time. We were sitting there watching like this strutter probably 75 or 100 yards out. And, dude, I thought he just kept working closer, but there was a fence in between us. I was like, dang it, I don't know if he's going to commit. And uh, we just keep watching him. He's getting closer and closer. And the whole time I kept, like, kind of hearing, like, it sounded like a squirrel, you know, running around in the leaves, like kind of just a kind of thing. And, uh, you know, after a couple gobbles, like, it sounded, like, closer. And then next thing I know, I just hear, like, like, right next to me. And I turned. And literally at this, you know, at whatever this is, five feet away, I just turn and there's a little, there's a bobcat just looking me right in the eyes. And I was just like, oh, crap. Because I've got a strutter in front of me. I don't want to spook him. But I also don't want to get mauled by a little kitty. And so I was sitting there like, "Uh, what do I do? And so I was like, dad, dad, there's a bobcat. He's like, what are you you talking about? You know, he couldn't see it. And uh, right next to you, yeah. And at that time, I actually had a kitten at home. Old Stanley was a little guy still. And whenever he would attack me, he would like start shaking his butt, you know, and then just like pounce on me. And dude, that bobcat started wiggling its butt, and I was like, nope. And so I just spun around with the shotgun because I was like, if this thing takes another step, he's going to the afterworld. But he took off after that. But actually, now that I think about it, that is not even close to the most scared I've been. The most scared I've been is when I've definitely told it to y'all, but that morning that me and Jaden went out to my land. And there's, like, known to be mountain lions, mm-hmm. like, around there. A few of them. Um, but we got out of the truck, and we were we had all of our gear on. We were ready to go. About to start walking. And, I mean, it's pitch black out there. No moon, whatever. Uh, shut the doors and, like, about to start walking. And we hear the freaking mountain lion scream, like, so loud and pure. Just, like, the loudest and sketchiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Directly towards where we needed to walk to get to our stand and like i knew it was a mountain lion scream not because i've like heard one before but like you know the videos on youtube like if you look up mountain lion scream it's freaking it'll give you chills like there's like nothing else it could it's almost like inherent too like you hear something like that and like your hair just stands up on your neck yeah, so... Yeah, your little spidey senses are yeah. like... Are you going to play one? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can pull one up here. Yeah, but so, it, like I said, it was right to where we needed to walk, and we didn't even say a word. We just both got in the truck and sat there for like 45 minutes till the sun came up and then walked to the stand holding our guns, like our pistols. <laughs> like, we literally just held them and walked like this. Mm-hmm. We were so scared. Literally, yeah. Fully ready to and, just... And, I mean, who knows? We probably walked under it or something. I mean, because we'll never know. Yeah. Because they just sit wherever they want. They can hide. Yeah, it truly could have been in one of the trees. I'm going to play this video that has 6.5 million views. Mountain lion screen. If that didn't just kind of give you chills, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not okay. So you just heard that. Just You're about to walk to your truck and you just hear that. Yeah. and I, I mean, I don't know how far away that video is, but ours was loud. I mean, I'm sure it could have been a half mile really or a mile loud. away, but... Yeah, also through the headphones, that sounded like really loud. Was that not playing super loud for you guys? It was loud. Okay, good enough. Yeah, dude, that's scary. What about you, Gibson? You got any that's come to mind? I have, like, a lot of, like, jump scare stories, too. I mean, not really scary, but, like, you know, being 8, 10 years old, walking to a stand, whatever, in the morning, or walking back at night and just having something run out, you know, whatever it was, a Mm -hmm. doe run just right across your face or something. When you spook up... <clears throat> like quail under a tree oh, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. It is the like mini heart attack. Yeah, I remember one time Larson and me, we were in Colorado, and right by our cabin was like a creek, and it kind of had like um, it like wide off, but then it connected back together. So there was a little island on it, and we were really small, and um, 
we were just playing back there in like this little stream thing by ourselves and this what seemed like the largest mule deer on the planet came off that island with a fawn and i mean literally just reared back ran over our faces it seemed like you know at the time that was crazy that was the first time i've ever experienced something like that you know being a kid i think i pooped my pants just literally like, charged right through in front of you guys yeah, yeah literally like just i may have split larson and i you know just tiny boys but probably the craziest thing that i've seen i may have talked about it before and i don't know if i'll ever get an explanation about it but out at the farm I'm trying to think how old I was. I was old enough to go, like, run around by myself. And so I would just, you know, take off and go whatever, shoot my gun or, you know, try and shoot squirrels, whatever it was. And I went pretty far back, kind of in, like, a corner where there's nobody goes. You know, it's even, it's almost too thick to even, like, hunt. And there's, like, a clearing and some cedar trees and one of the top of the cedar trees probably i don't know 12 10 or 12 foot up all the way down was completely cleared off one side and it was just like one single tree on the edge of this clearing and one side of it like all the limbs were just broken off and i will i don't know if i'll ever get an explanation about it but it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen so it was just like almost like a pie slice out of the tree all just broken it wasn't like a it was, yeah it was but like I, I mean the hat. limbs all the limbs were just like cleared off on that clearing side of that tree and it was a cedar tree so it was like super obvious you know and I think I took a picture of it probably on my you know Nokia <laughs> yeah, your iPod touch <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember going and telling my dad and you know didn't believe me whatever but just uh-huh. I, I will always remember that because it was just the strangest thing. But. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the more like I start thinking about this and listening to people talk, I'm having like memories trigger like one time I was fishing with my dad and I was little. I was probably like 10 or something. I was just like big enough to kind of like stand in the river below him, like where he kind of made the um currents, you know, break and I fell. And so I just got swept downstream in my little waders. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like trying to stand up, but I wasn't strong enough to. And I just kept getting swept down. And finally, I like grabbed a tree on the side. <laughs> and I just remember like my waders like filling up. That's and I was really like, scary. I literally felt like a flag in the water there. Thank gosh. Like, it was like knee deep for my dad, you know, and he just kind of waded down there quick and grabbed me. Was but. that like. Two or three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> it was last year <laughs> in the Canadian River. <laughs> I had a, I don't know if it was a mountain lion or a bobcat, but I didn't even know what it was at the time. And I was sitting in the what we call the tripod, and there's a creek that runs, I don't know, probably 250 yards from it. And it was the same deal, like, just didn't really know what it was at the time, but just like that blood-curdling scream of some animal you know mm-hmm. and we had pictures of mountain lions around there at the time too but it just makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck and i was in a tree stand i wasn't you know i knew i was safe but i was it's just like you were never safe true, <laughs> true. Never it safe. was after you yeah i think my i think my brother was walking to that stand so i was like uh we'll we'll know soon enough <laughs> <laughs> it was larson getting attacked <laughs> uh the other one and this was not animal sketchy uh which i need i'll have my buddy mo come on sometime and we'll actually try and remember all the stories but we have gone on that hunt down in southeast oklahoma for those stupid gallinule birds they're kind of like a purple colored coot pretty much that's the best way i know how to describe them they're really cool looking but they live in the swamps um, and southeast Oklahoma has a big WMA called the Red Slough. Um, and that's like the only place that you find the purple ones in Oklahoma. Um, but the first two years, we just really had the bright idea to just find some national forest land and just camp on it. So, like, we got on Onyx and found this, like, little um, pond, and it looked like it had a little road, and it was all national forest. We're like, great. <laughs> we'll just park back in there, call it good. And, like, you just know if you find, like, a little 
well-maintained trail back to a like a secluded pond like it's probably the local party spot or all the drug addicts are going back there to shoot up meth and heroin and stuff but um the first year uh we got in there super late um and then uh just slept in our hammocks and we literally were there like for probably three hours we got there like you know, 1 a.m. and we decided we need to be like, you know, on the swamp well before sunrise. So we slept like one to like four. But during that time, like we were so tired from the drive that you just pass out and dude, just something came barreling through the campsite. I don't know what it was. I couldn't like get a flashlight up in time or what but i mean something literally just barreled through like between us we were like down below the dam and you could just hear like limbs breaking like you know twigs and uh like leaves rustling as this thing was just charging through Mm. it was so scary just be like woken up like just out of like a dead sleep to just (laughs) something sprinting past you (laughs) and there's bear down there right? oh yeah there's every animal every animal yeah which yeah, and so probably uh, a crocodile. Yeah, <laughs> which they've got alligators in the swamp there, but not in the little pond, I don't think. But um, but the next year was the scariest thing ever. Um, the we got down there, and um, sure enough, as we predicted, I guess it's the local crackhead hangout place, and um, at like one a.m., like these. Uh, like four wheelers kind of started driving all around like the roads around us and like so there's like section line roads that kind of go around the little parcel we were staying on so you're just hearing like this revving of like a you know dirt bikes and four wheelers you're kind of seeing headlights you know briefly through and then like you know they would like stop and you'd like see kind of a light shine back in the woods towards us and dude and then um they kind of died off and then we saw like a car start to pull down like our little road and i was like oh this is not gonna go good like just like we're camped back here in the middle of nowhere like i'm like either we're gonna have to shoot them they're gonna shoot us i don't know what's gonna happen and my buddy mo is like i think we need to he's like super he's kind of like rob he's like very confrontational he's like i think we need to go out there and see who's acting up and i'm like if you're in the woods at 2 a.m and you see two guys with carrying a pistol walk out of the woods like you think that's gonna go well or not but i we kept seeing like lights from them and um after it all had died out we started like kind of seeing like some weird um like lights i think they were probably like weird lightning bugs or something but dude they were like kind of like blue and green lights kind of off and on through the woods it was so so scary (laughs) i thought for sure something was gonna happen to us that night or little sasquatch was gonna come tickle me in my hammock (laughs) or something (laughs) but Hudson, does that cover the scariest question? Yeah, I think uh, I think that was. Hang pretty... on. Speaking of Sasquatch, real quick, I saw All a right. post that a lady has been impregnated <laughs> by Sasquatch. Did you see that? She's giving birth to I, a little baby book, Bigfoot. She was looking out for like name recommendations. Yeah. So. What? I, I'm gonna see. I think if it was I can... in like Arkansas. Yeah, we're check surprise. Out. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Where else would it be? <laughs> I thought it was the backwoods of. Um, like Washington or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to see if I can find it. Because I remember seeing that post. But, <laughs> of course, me scrolling is never going to pull it up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, she is she claiming to have been raped by Sasquatch? I think it was consensual. Yeah. That's what she claimed, I think. She, like, called it in with the knots. Oh, yeah. The here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I don't know what Paducah is. It's probably a fake thing. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think it's a satire thing. Well, I thought it was too, but anyway. Too good to be true. Yeah. It said an expectant. <laughs> the headline is An expectant local mother is picking out baby names after being impregnated by Bigfoot during a recent camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my gosh. 
You guys just ran with that in your brains. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully I like, believe didn't it. Didn't even read it. I like scrolled by it and just forgot about it until you said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> this post. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame Bigfoot, man. Me either. Me either. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> bit of a dog, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he picks the good ones. Oh my gosh. All right, uh, another listener. We have our Jedi master over here with his robe on. Another listener uh, asks, uh, if you could only fish one spot for the next five years, what are you picking? Where where are you picking? Specific spot. Can be any fish. The quarry. There's that. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Or Riverbend. Riverbend. (laughs) (laughs) Only on full moons. (laughs) For the next five years. (laughs) Gosh. Fertilizer and people yelling at you for no reason. I don't know. I mean, if the travel wasn't... If I was living down off of Lake Fork, I would just say Lake Fork. Or... Lake Fork now or Lake Fork 2013? does not matter. You love Lake Fork that much. Never fished it. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I would say McGee Creek, but I'm also kind of like, would I pick like some river in Alaska or something? Just get to see some cool mountains for five years? I don't know. You tell me. Kid? Do we have to have fished it? No, Should we I make don't that think so. A... We can make that a, let's make that a precedent. You have to have fished it. Crap. So then... I think I would go with, um, oh, I mean, I might do McGee Creek. Gosh. Then. I love McGee Creek so much. I haven't fished McGee Creek, though, in a long time. If I had five years on it, I would catch a double-digit fish. Yeah. For sure. Well, not for sure, but <laughs> I'd have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Or just get to hook a tree and claim it was yeah, one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I probably wouldn't go trout fishing for five years. I like to trout fish, but not quite that much. Maybe I would say the Winnipeg River where I was fishing last two weeks ago. That was pretty cool. I could fish there for five years, but... Hey, everybody, Glenn went to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought it was kind of ironic that our Canada trip video, I mean, podcast, came out on the 4th of July. Kind of unpatriotic on our part. We are an America first podcast over Canada and China. Yeah. Um, Our foreign policy here at Yellow Hat is uh, Roosevelt-esque. We carry big sticks. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, Hudson wants to. <laughs> Listen, this what you just said though takes me into a side question, mainly at our resident golfers over there. Any PGA course, if you golfed it for four days in a row straight, not even doing like eighteen, only once a day, like you could as much as you can. Do you think by the fourth day you can make par? No. <laughs> not a chance. We're just, we're not, like, me and Gibson could do it. We could do everything except, like, 50 yards in. Like, those people can just put it, like, 10 feet from the hole whenever they want, but and then they make the putt. If me and Gibson were 10 feet away from the hole on one of those greens, it would take us three, no matter how much we practiced, to an extent. It's disappointing. From both of you, yeah, I expected better out of them, Hudson. If yeah. you, if you gave me like a a year or six months, maybe, yeah. Still no. I I can't I couldn't hit the fairway on most of those courses because the problem is like you miss the fairway on the majority of those courses and your ball is three inches in the thickest grass you've ever seen in your life, and so then it adds just like a whole another element of being able to have distance control and spin control on you're basically hitting onto hardwood floors but i don't see the issue here hudson yeah i'm not i'm not really comprehending what the what how why golf is so hard i've hit it on the fairway every time at celebration station 
I feel like and by that I mean the freeway. <laughs> Back to the fishing. Um, I think I think I may be choosing White River behind Gaston's. It, I mean, I think I feel like the river's kind of cheating because like you could fish it in ten different states, but um, like uh, we would fish every year behind Gaston's. It's like a place in Arkansas and they have planes fly in and it's has a little restaurant over the river just like some of my favorite memories are like waking up early like you have bald eagles flying over you the fog is settling on the water and it's just awesome just cool memories but I also really like to bass fish that's a hard question yeah I love the white river and you can catch monster monster trout Mm -hmm. over there I cannot wait for Hudson to go one day I think he'll do it, but I'm, I'm TBD. trying to. Glenn just, <laughs> yep, that's all. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll we'll transition into another one. Uh, greatest piece of outdoor gear that you own doesn't have to be most expensive or anything, but like, what's the piece of equipment that you have where you're like, this is this is my crown jewel. That's a good one. Mine's my Sitka bibs, my deer hunting Sitka bibs, because you can wear them in like just your underwear under them in October first, like ninety degree weather, and it's fine. And then can you go nude? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be good if you couldn't. Uh, or then like me and Dexon have hunted in like ten degree blizzard, and I had like sweats on under it, and it was fun. And I just love them so much. They're like four hundred dollars, but I bought them like five years ago. So yeah, it's a good yeah. investment. That's a really good one. I don't know, Gibson. What do you? What about you? Clothing wise, like any any gear. For me, I'm gonna go just super straight up simple. Solid pair of wool socks goes mm. so far. Yeah. Because whenever you hunt in the cold without wool socks, that's when the only thing you can think about while you're out there is, I wish I was wearing wool socks. And no matter how many hand warmers you stuff down in your boots, it's not going to make up for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, very nice socks are such a game changer. There's no reason not to go without them. Or to go without them. You got anything, Gip? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple that. I mean, my redhead jacket I've had since I was in high school. And it's like a down layer with a waterproof layer. It's a duck hunting jacket. And I have been. That thing has saved my life multiple times. Just. I still wear it, even though I've grown probably a foot since then. I'm super tall now. <laughs> just hit five foot two <laughs> and uh, but my muck boots that I bought this year too were awesome I'd never had a pair of insulated muck boots mm-hmm. and I hunted really cold weather this year and it was didn't even phase my little toes that normally my poor circulation just gets hammered but that's good yeah I was gonna say uh, I don't know this is the most Old, this is going to sound like a middle-aged man. I love my hiking boots so much. <laughs> I could wear those things every day of my life and be the happiest man ever. I can't wait till I have no shame in doing that exact thing. But the other thing is I have, like, really nice uh, wool, like, uh, long underwear. I feel like those puppies are uh, nice to wick away some moisture and also keep you warm and breathable. I don't know. I've seen those that you have. They used to be white, but <laughs> turn a little brown these days. You get a little dingy. <laughs> what about glass? So I don't like. I've never had a lot of like really nice binoculars or stuff. But I know Landon swears by his nice binoculars. Yeah, I feel like binoculars are game changers. Uh, like if you're, I don't know, like really nice, breathable waders probably up there. Pretty good piece of equipment. Yeah, my Cabela's waiter sure. Yeah, that was a that was a game changer for me. That's right. Duck hunting, my Beretta. Yeah, that's, that's she's sweet. Two sweet. and three quarter to three and a half inch shells. That's a 
it's way more. That's meaningful. a pretty. That's a pretty fun one. Binoculars are really good to have. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think mine are really nice, but they're pretty nice. The ones my dad bought me, and uh, I used to never hunt with binoculars. Like, I never used to even carry binoculars. But now, if I'm like scouting mm-hmm. for waterfowl, I have them on my dash. And then whenever I deer hunt, I just have that, like that little bungee harness type thing, the little chest strap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I just put them on. I mean, you don't even notice that they're there, but like low light conditions or whatever, um, you can see what you need. Um, you can see if it's a shooter or not <laughs> like mm-hmm. one night Daxton Dax and I were hunting and it was like really late season and uh, it was on that wheat field where like deer are gonna come out it's just whether or not it's gonna be in shooting light or not and we had like 40 deer in the wheat like all underneath us and there was this giant buck at like 10 yards and uh, he couldn't see it with his eye or he could see it but he couldn't see its rack really with its eye, with his eyes and I could see it with my binoculars. And I was like, Daxton, draw back and shoot towards that deer because it is huge. And he's like, he was draw back on it, looking through his peep sight, and it was so dark he could not, like, he couldn't even see through his peep sight. Oh. I was like, look down the arrow, shoot that deer. It is huge. Here, I'll like shine a, my phone flashlight. Yeah, it was like five. No, I almost shined my flashlight on it. Like, but that's. We're right off the highway, so (laughs) probably get caught. But I was just sitting there, and it was like underneath us. And I was like, "Daxton, please shoot that deer." (laughs) He didn't. Yeah, I don't. I feel like any binoculars over like 150 bucks are probably going to be great for most applications. But maybe it's worth it to drop a thousand if you're going on some grizzly bear mountain goat hunt and. That you're never gonna do again. That you might have to spot them from a mile away, but I don't know. I feel I love my vortex ones. I think you have Le- Leopold's, right? I just had a little ritual well, action. Well, I'm glad you said it because I can't say the word. Yeah, I was like Leopold, yeah. Leopold. I don't know what you call it. Landon has Sitka waders. <laughs> I do not. Leopold. I don't have waders because I don't ever They're... use waders. <laughs> yeah. Sitka bibs. Yeah. Landon always happens to forget his waders whenever there's water around. So. <laughs> If I need to see something far away, I just kind of squint. Yeah. Usually that does the trick. Like that giant deer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. um, switching questions. Um, wow. Stra- oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Strangest wildlife observation that you've made so far in your life. Now, this meaning I'll go first. Um, this meaning doesn't have to be like scientific or anything but i I think we all might agree with this but just the innate ability for an animal to like recognize something's watching them or something because like i'll watch videos of like the deer that we have on the lease and like they'll go out and like they'll just be munching and like but if i'm out there it's one bite jerk up look around one bite look around and like sometimes they can just like immediately like pick you out obviously there's other factors that come into that especially with deer but i do think that humans have that thing too and i don't know if there's science behind it at all but i feel like that's kind of like a a weird thing i was listening to cameron haynes talk the other day and he was i don't know if it was him or the guest but they were talking about like um when you're drawn back on a deer like or an elk or whatever they were talking about like don't look like don't make eye contact um because like they it's so weird like that they can pick your eyes out too and like i've had it happen i've mm-hmm. i remember below the dam at 10 killer when we below the levee at 10 killer when there we it hunting. is uh, there it is we knew someone would cuss this episode there is <laughs> a it's, our, it's the dad the example yeah. of the group don't show, don't show my daughters please uh but i remember a spike walk under me and i was just like looking at it and it just looked straight up at my eyes and we were just like sitting there making eye contact and it was like so weird to like be making eye contact with an animal but like they know to look at eyes just like we do mm-hmm. but that's really weird yeah yeah my cousin he's the one that taught me like everything about deer hunting which don't get me wrong i'm a horrible learner i don't really pay attention always but that's one thing he always says is like don't like 
make eye contact with it and that's like every time i see a deer i try and like look past it or you know like <laughs> look it at the sky like i've got two lazy eyes but i'm just like trying to like kind of watch it but not look at it two lazy eyes instead of one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not noah edwards <laughs> I said that for him because he's going to be listening to this on the combine. <laughs> yeah. Out there in those flyover states, man. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Little Jason Aldean. I know. I know. Couple of kids. First class. Anyway. Uh, do you guys ever do the, like, I feel like my go-to that never really works out in my favor is, like, the look down where your hat bill is, like, covering your eyes. And so, like, you're looking down, and then, like, you know, 15 seconds goes by, and you can see the deer's legs, and, like, one may move or something, and you're like, okay, I can look up now. And then you just kind of look up at it, and it's staring right at you <laughs> still, and you're like, nope, <laughs> looking back down at the ground. I think it's funny. We sit there we sit there for hours and days, like, waiting, just hoping to see a deer, and then, like, when a deer does pop out, like, we're too scared to look at it. So, like, we're using our, our peripheral vision to, like, watch it, because you're too scared. Yeah, like, we can be playing golf and the deer like walks by us yeah. eating you know standing right by us but it's in the deer stand and we're just staring at the ground the whole time <laughs> it's so crazy i don't i don't know like i feel like i've seen like whenever like gar are spawning that's like kind of weird like they're just like a bunch of like weird snake like looking fish swimming around up in the super shallows you know doing a little dancing Oh, I saw some snakes getting it on the other day. That was kind of, kind of weird. All tangled up. Kinda were weird. they not? They weren't fighting. No, they were. I think they were in, trying to impregnate each was other. Is this a video? No, I saw it in person. Oh. Was it two dudes? Hey, I'm not a. I didn't have a magnifying glass. You know, sometimes you need one of those around. What's uh, the science behind whenever you're frog gigging? And you shine a light in the frog's eyes, and it like paralyzes them, like they don't move. I don't know. Does anyone know? I thought why that, that was just because I just thought that made it to where they couldn't see. I didn't. Probably. I didn't know it paralyzed. I, mean, it, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it paralyzes. They, they like I could. You know, you can like step in the water by them, and they typically don't move if you have a light shining in there. I don't know if that's because they can't see, and they feel like they're you know scared to move anywhere or what but that's kind of a weird i always thought it was weird anyways maybe it's not weird maybe i'm just a loser <laughs> well <laughs> landon you got anything no no landon doesn't observe landon just what was the question again the question the weirdest was thing we've seen the the strangest wildlife observation that you've had like observing something like either what glenn said like gar spawning like that's a weird spectacle to behold or like i'm also thinking of watching a deer give birth while i was fishing and American horse? yes that was traumatizing <laughs> it was probably that deer probably died too because then they like was... try to get up the mom tried to get up and run away with it hanging out do i remember that right or no was it a different story? That Hudson. That could have been a different story. I don't think. I stopped watching it because, like, I was hearing it. Was it was just like bleeding, right? It, well, ble- bleating. Bleating. Yeah, and I, I was like, "What is that?" And then I like float around the corner, and it's just right by the water. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and then I kicked away. <laughs> could still hear it. Yeah, facing forward with no flippers or kickers. <laughs> I'm moving at the at the speed of the wind. <laughs> Whatever wind there was that I, day. I <laughs> kept up with you guys. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I kept up with you guys. I was just as cool as you was, guys. Was it American Horse whenever we, we went? And I think that all of us had tubes and Larson didn't have a tube. <laughs> he decided that he was just going to swim by us. What? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just held on to my tube the whole time. It was really fun for about three minutes, and then it just sucked for me. <laughs> just like, trying to fish off the side of my tube. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> Did you guys see that video of the little kid out in like the farm pond? He's sitting on a noodle yeah. and he hooks like a probably an eight or a nine. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, sick. Mom, look at this. That's sick. It was aw- it's an awesome video. I think it got off though. It's kind of sad. Really? I thought I saw him holding it up. Well, I think he like kind of held it up and then like maybe it slipped out of his hand or something. That counts. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Didn't know we had a referee here. Yeah, yeah. I consulted the rule book, went to our guys up in the booth. Yeah, they just confirmed it. Okay. Oh, cool. VAR over there. Yeah. This is going to be really random, but do you guys want to hear a story about a guy that's at my station? He's a driver. Sure. At my station. And he built his own submarine whenever he was a kid. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, like a legit? Yeah. Like he so, is, the story was is he and his does he work for the close. cartels? Do what? Does he like <laughs> smuggle drugs for the cartels? He can't answer that question. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's for after the mic goes off. He's very well off though. <laughs> but no, so I guess like his grandpa lived out on a farm. His dad owned an exotic animal zoo with like bears and lions. Joe, and, what exotic? Yeah, yeah, it's very similar actually. But they had one day. It's him and his cousin, like we're watching National Geographic. They decided that they were going to build a submarine, and so they took um, fifty-five gallon barrels, I think, or some some or a bucket. Maybe it was a five-gallon bucket, and um, that was their helmets. And then they like took a chassis of like something, and like took the rims off his grandpa's car. Oh my god. And like for decoration and like he he tells it way better than I'm going to, but pretty much it had like some type of buoyancy float on it. And they had a handle that they pulled and it flipped him over so it would sink. And so him and his cousin got in this, they pushed it out, it was floating, they were like super excited. And um he pulled the handle and um it sunk and they had, you know, everything tied to them. And he, they had some type of like, like cow rope, like you know, like that farm really coarse rope, uh-huh. like tied to them to keep their helmets on, and they had their legs tied to the submarine. God. And so it sunk, and it sunk all the way to the bottom, and like they were like, he said that they were just in there, like they could kind of hear each other, like a little bit, like feel each other, and like just like he was like, oh, this is sweet, and then all of a sudden like. He's like, okay, I can't get out of this. We didn't figure out a way to pick the submarine up. And so they're talking. This is like making me stressed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just listening. And he hears his cousin like really start freaking out. I guess his cousin's five-gallon bucket had a, had a crack in it. <laughs> and so Cole's like, one, two, three, and yanks the five-gallon bucket off. And he said it was like, he said he thought his eardrums exploded because just the pressure of like letting the yeah. bucket, up, holding onto the bucket, letting it off and just everything rushing in. And he said he was like losing his breath, trying to get like the rope untied, but now it's wet and like you can't see. And so he gets it untied. He swims to the top and he goes over to the bank like coughing. And he's like, I had two choices. I could go and try to get my dead cousin out of the pond or I could just leave him there and say he got lost. So he just runs back to the house, no. dries off, and is watching <laughs> cartoons. A straight Landon Stout move, right? Oh my. Like, no way. I'm picturing this is Landon and me at like his old house. This is what this is what would happen. I would have been the one with the cracked bucket. Landon would have been the one leaving me. And I guess like he said it, it felt like days went by. You know, he's like just sitting in his room watching cartoons, and his cousin comes back soaking wet, just <laughs> yelling at him, You left me there to die! I could have died! Like, all this stuff. You would have left me, no one would have ever found me. And he said that nobody found, like, his grandpa was like, Where did my rims go? I thought they got lost until the pond dried up. And he found his rims on their submarine. One. <laughs> Crazy oh story. Oh, gosh. That is wild. I cannot believe that. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god. Definitely doesn't work for the cartel. He has 
he has multiple stories like growing up on like this exotic animal farm of like just crazy like with monkeys and lions and stuff it's it's wild that is crazy you know my cousin had a a mountain lion in bethany right um (laughs) doug doug did (laughs) yeah his buddy got this mountain lion kitten and um brought it he like raised it for a while and then um he was going out of town so he's like doug is there any way like your parents are cool like is there any way you could watch um the cat and i can't remember its freaking name <laughs> what's the cat just a normal oh, cat gosh what was its name dang it i'm not doing it justice is it this like, any relation to brendan ivy's yes. mom's mountain lion yeah yeah the same mountain lion same mountain lion okay yeah so whatever its name was like christy or something yeah. you know christy the cat or kitty or something but um dude this thing like literally lived with them like and then Doug went off to college, just left his mom with this freaking mountain lion. <laughs> so they built, like, these big fences in the backyard to keep it in. And then, like, of course, like, Doug being the high school boy and, like, you know, college kid he was, like, he would, like, walk it around the block and stuff. Like, oh can you gosh. imagine, like, seeing someone walk down the block with, like, this freaking huge mountain lion? I can't lion. imagine anything cooler than that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my my mom and dad talk about going over there, and it creeped my mom out because she was like, if you would turn your back on it, it would like kind of like start stalking you. But it never like really attacked anyone. But uh, it definitely started like kind of getting a little crazier, and like you like really kind of always had to have your eye on it and stuff. And my grandma or my great aunt, uh, his mom would go to the chicken like processing plant downtown and like get a bunch of scraps and then take them home and that's what she would feed it so whenever they got rid of it though they took it uh to this uh exotic animal park and they're pretty sure it was the same one that like you know joe exotic and them like ran and they're like and supposedly it like died like you know two weeks after being there and my great aunt was like dude they sold our cat (laughs) they sold him so so How did they crazy. get the cat? I don't know. I don't know where it was. Like that kid got it from somewhere. I don't know where, and uh, then just left it at their house. So that's wild. Yeah, it was really crazy. Um. It, anyway, I don't know. Forty minutes. Go ahead and keep going. You want us to keep going while you go? Like okay. Minutes. Sounds good. Well, uh, we are losing one member of the show here, but we'll do we'll do a couple more questions. I think. Yeah, Landon's got to go take a bath. Yeah, <laughs> what are you saying? It's kind of crazy. I don't. I didn't know he did that. So yeah, <laughs> it is, he spent his last paycheck at Bad, Bed Bath and Beyond. That's right. Before they went under. Yeah. Wow. RP. See ya. See you, dude. Are they bankrupt or not? I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. JK. Um. Yeah, can you believe? Can you imagine having a baby like your own bobcat? I mean, mountain lion. That'd be so crazy. My grandma had um, that thing's name a coyote growing up in the Panhandle. That's crazy. And yeah, so and it attacked her, and so then I think that like her little sister was out banging some like pots and pans together. And for some reason, that just, like, set the coyote off. And my grandma was sitting by the coyote in the panhandle. And it tore off her calf muscle. Oh, like, my god! to this day, 90-whatever years old. She has no calf. She, like, well, she just has, like, scars where it, like, deep scars still. Oh, where it bit my her. god! Yeah, and then my great-grandpa, I think, killed it with a shovel. Because <laughs> it wouldn't let go. You just literally beat it to death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember the wow. details of how that. Wow, that's crazy. The coyote, but yeah. Man, I was trying to look through and just see if maybe somehow I had a picture of it, but I don't. I would be one of those like, you know, whenever like someone's like gets out their phone to show you a picture, and thirty minutes later they haven't talked, <laughs> and they're still scrolling. That's what I was about to do. So threw in the towel on it. I'm looking through our list. Of, okay, uh, trying questions. to trying to decide which viewer sent in the best one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. 
I, I was I really am surprised I didn't have any better um like weird animal behavior ones that I could remember. But I'm sure there's one out there that I forgot. Yeah, I I mean I guess I like another like weird one is uh <laughs> what <laughs> I just thought of the best story of you that I don't think I've told on here. <laughs> this is true animal behavior from some young men. <laughs> what is this? We we were at Brady Tidwell's house whenever we were little, and they had like this creek and like some trees, and of course we're running around back there. And um, looking around and trying to see what we can find. Like, I love just exploring around in the creek and everything. Because uh, there was, like, crawdads and frogs and um, all sorts of snakes and all little stuff. And um, so we got, like, back in there. And there was, like, that, you know, kind of like other people's property on the other side. The baseball fields and everything. And... Um, so we got way back in there. We're looking around, and I'm like, and you're like, guys, I, I, I've got a crap. Like, I'm about to literally poop my pants. <laughs> and, and so we were like, well, I've got a great idea. Let's go in the woods. I was like, I'm going to run back to Brady's house and get some toilet paper, and then we can all crap in the woods. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so I remember, like, vividly sprinting for my life. It's like it was a pretty good distance back to Brady's house for some toilet paper. <laughs> so I get back. I'm, like, you know, handing it all out, dishing it out. <laughs> and it's like we all, like, find our spot to take a dump. <laughs> Me and Brady get done, and we're like kind of standing there talking. And Hudson, Hudson comes up, and he's like, "Oh man, that felt great." And I looked out, and it was all over his sleeve. God. All over his hoodie sleeve. We just made him take it off. I think he put it in the, leave it in the woods. I, I <laughs> do you remember that? Not until just now. I hadn't thought about that in years. Me either. I don't know what. How did you get? How did you get it on your sleeve? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I have zero. It was dark. That's that's my only my it only thing. Oh my gosh. Oh man, that was one of those that made my nose start running right there. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in so long. That's the worst hilarious. thing is we were graduating high school today. <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday. Um, oh my word. Uh, so did you find one more uh, question for us to cover before we wrap up? Uh yeah. Um best characteristic of somebody that you're going to take out hunting or fishing hunting and fishing partner can either be long doesn't have to be long term or anything but it's just like for me I'll say self-reliant uh, or no actually I'll say this um, common sense um, not pointing a gun every which way or like I'm not worried about them shooting me shooting me shooting themselves you know doing something like that Um, and I think that applies to everybody and tip I mean hopefully if you have a long term hunting and fishing partner that you've been going with a long time that they are they do have that uh, trait but Yeah. yeah I definitely have had just one too many guns pointed at me, and I do not like that feeling. That's not fun. Yeah, and it's worse because those people come up in your head, and you're like, you're just like, that it. Yeah. Just worst case scenario, you know, if something were to happen, and that person's with you, typically it's not the person that you want being with you anyways in an emergency situation. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't I, I can't tell the story, but whenever my dad comes on again, he's got a story of taking a a shotgun around to his shoulder from a person who's hunting grief. with. Yeah, we'll have to hear that one. Yeah. I've never asked him about that. I think mine would be um, obviously con- like that. Safety is always top priority, but quiet, especially. <laughs> When you're stocking up on the, like, some ducks in the <laughs> that was exactly timber, because okay. I was gonna say especially in deer hunting, but I thought like duck hunting it works too, but like especially deer hunting, somebody that walks quietly, I just appreciate it so much because it is a skill like that you kind of learn over time of like being able to move through the woods with some amount of grace, not making a lot of noise, being kind of in the right spots. Versus, like, picking a line and going straight there. You know, that's kind of one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, um, I, I, I'm i going to say that. I'm going to build off yours, Hudson. So let's say someone has common sense and they're not going to shoot me on accident or on purpose. But uh, I, I think, like, either I would say adaptable like or late slash laid back you know just kind of like pretty chill go with the flow because just let's face it anytime i go hunting it just never goes smoothly especially when i try something new it's just always going to backfire on me and turn into an absolute death march or something um or the other thing is just simply fun because i hate it's no fun to go like you know have some awesome trip with someone and they're just like as dull as a doorpost you know just don't really have anything or complaining a lot like oh gosh yeah i'm out on that i think adaptability is a really good one like even like with the situation like just being happy that you're out there Mm because all of us have gone with those people that get just get so frustrated if you have a bad hunt or you know somebody doesn't do something right and then it's they're the whipping post you know because we're just out there to learn and have fun and that's always a kind of a buzzkill yeah yeah because that's i mean like yes you're hunting or fishing to catch fish or shoot an animal but like ultimately like if we really needed meat we could just go to the store or yeah go by ourselves or something maybe to make the likelihood of getting something better but like really we're going out there because we want to share the experience with someone else i think that's kind of the whole point of this podcast too is to share like the experience of all of the fun stuff we've gotten to do outside um with other people so yeah if they're not fun then kind of reminds me of that hunt that we had last year that duck hunt where we were out there for 24 hours (laughs) and were you on that Uh -uh. who was it I almost came out after lunch. Remember, and you guys didn't. I was that was, the one where Larson spooked up the? Yeah. Duck? Oh, because it was me, Michael, Rob, mm-hmm. and Larson. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, I felt bad because we didn't shoot a lot of birds, but then like, because I felt like I had some amount of responsibility, you know, to like have let those guys have like a good time, but. At the end of it, I think that everybody was just really happy just to be out there. And it was, you know, you just never, you never leave one of those experiences and not have stories, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, that's kind of why you're going out there. Yeah. And I don't even remember, like, how many birds we did shoot. Like, it wasn't, I remember it wasn't a lot. But, I mean, that's not even, the best part was Larson spooking up the 30 beautiful green heads <laughs> we could have shot <laughs> like now i just have that uh, that i can hold over his head for the rest of his life so. that's right yeah i remember that uh camping trip we went out there and like i remember we shot some ducks the first night we shot some ducks that morning but like what i remember is like uh larson mooning the camera mm-hmm. after me and my first duck he was in the background mooning it yeah and then the other thing is swimming in that nasty little pond that has the fence going through. I'm sure it's an old yeah. sewage lagoon or something. Yeah. But. No, it was a it was an old um, just sand bottom dive pond that they dug out to like ten feet and put sand in the bottom so they could dive off of oh, it. Oh, great! So it wasn't as nasty as I thought it was. No, but it's still pretty nasty. But still, yeah, <laughs> it's still pretty gross right now. Yeah. 
But um, anyway, yeah, it was. That's the kind of stuff you remember is yeah. the fun stuff and the sunrises and the. Well, yeah. Let's face it. If you're posting the sunrise, you certainly didn't shoot anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a sucker fun. for a good sunrise. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think we can probably wrap it up there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have any more good uh, poop stories about you, Hudson. So yeah. I just like to keep sprinkling sprinkling those stories in when people least expect it. You know, <laughs> got to keep things interesting. Well, hey, we still have a lot more questions from our listeners. If you have questions that you want to pose to us, send them to us. Email Spotify. Spotify's cool, and I think that maybe. I don't know if it does anything with like increasing our interaction or something. I imagine it might. The little Q and A. Yeah, yeah. It says Q and A. Just ask the Q, and then we'll A it on here. Yeah, it's not Q and on. I know Hudson is a conspiracy theorist, but speaking of the uh, next Yellow Hat trip, uh, we're doing a big meetup January sixth at the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> gonna be great. Uh, let me get all the let me get all the social media warnings on here. COVID vaccines, <laughs> uh, Fauci, Fauci, Russia, Ukraine, Trump, um, Hunter Biden laptop. Hey, we've all, already said submarine. All that we are, <laughs> all that soon. stuff we just said. You don't have to worry about. You know why? Because you're listening to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures podcast, and we'll catch you next week.